Welcome to the Are We Still Here podcast, where we talk about what really matters for you and your own health and fitness. I'm Jess. And I'm Sasha. And each week we'll come to you with a no-nonsense topic, which will make you challenge your own thoughts and ask, are we still here? Don't forget to like, share and subscribe if you're enjoying the podcast. And let's get to today's pod. Hello. Hello. Happy New Year. Happy New Year to you. 2024. I know. Are you excited for this year? Yeah, I am actually. You know what? I am. 2023 is going to be hard to top for me personally. It was a good year. Um, But yeah, I love love the new year, as you know. I love it. Well, I don't love January. Um, and I don't like the weather. I don't like the vibe, but I like, um, I like looking ahead and thinking like, oh, this time next year, I wonder what I'll be saying about 2024 and stuff. So yeah, I do like it. Yeah, I do. I know what you mean. It's it's nice to reflect. I, I did a bit of that yesterday and, and then set your intentions of the things you want to focus on. And obviously we're going to go into today's podcast a bit about things that are in and things that are out, but <laughs> it's, um, it is a nice time of year. What I do find hard though, and where was I reading this? <laughs> reading this TikTok. Where was, <laughs> when did I watch TikTok? this for 15 seconds? <laughs> <laughs> where did I consume this content that now I'm spouting as a fact everywhere I go? <laughs> <laughs> um, it was saying about how the new year actually used to be in January on the different calendar because it made sense because of mm. spring. Um, ah. So yeah, which it does, doesn't it? Like, there's this new year feeling, but we're still in the winter. Yeah, April should be the new year. Yeah, and apparently it was for like many, many years, but then everyone had to get on the same same structure. Apparently England like dug our heels in forever to change and then eventually like we were, we, uh, we ended up having to go to the system that we're on now. Well, I think it's a load of shit. I think April would be a much better new year. Yeah, maybe that's why, what is it, Chinese New Year? That's like February, isn't it? I wonder if that's a, a reason around seasons at all. Yeah, then again, January being the last month of the year, would it be even more depressing? <laughs> mm. Yeah, me and Matt went for a walk this morning and our road was like on steroids this year with... um Christmas with lights. Christmas lights, yeah. Every, every single house like had, had gone all out. Um and this morning we went for a walk and we were like oh it's so dark without the lights like it just felt really like miserable at, at 7 a.m it's horrible isn't it it's, it, it is but isn't it blue it's not blue Mon- blue monday next monday is that still? Yeah, i thought it was yeah it's normally like the second or third monday in january isn't it it's my first monday back at work as well <laughs> oof it's fine it's fine I don't it is what it is I think you get it in your head don't you if, if you allow it to consume you and think oh god yeah. it's depressing then... and I imagine if I was heading into um a cubicle in an office where I didn't actually want to work I imagine it would hurt a little yeah. um but obviously as you know with us it's a, it, we're very lucky it's a bit different isn't it yeah 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 like I said to you I, I was gonna go back to work tomorrow but I'm kind of I'm easing myself in today with like a bit of work mm. um, but I might go out for a walk later and just actually have a more relaxed afternoon ease myself in day one lovely oh lovely. Yeah, yeah. um but you had a cr- good Christmas break otherwise 
Yes, it's so relaxing. Um, I went to Italy to see my mum and dad and my brother, and honestly, I reckon I wore um, pajama, not pajamas, but tracksuit bottoms and one of my dad's t-shirts every single day. Mm-hmm. Um, we watched Toy Story one, two, three, and four, Finding Nemo, Monsters Inc., Monsters University. Um, <laughs> went through yeah. all the classics Top Gun, Maverick um, what else did we watch I, I literally just like it would be like 11am and everyone would be like just watch Toy Story <laughs> and literally just sat just and it was perfect because I've not had a Christmas like that with, with my like immediate family honestly in over a decade That's so cute. it was nice to just have nothing on the agenda whatsoever and just like I'm just gonna walk the dog mm-hmm. uh, I did some training um I read lots of my book went to sleep early got up late what dreams are made of literally what dreams are made of so now I'm uh, I'm in that place where I fully don't mind going back to work at all really yeah you feel refreshed and that's yeah like, I feel fine and I yeah. love to date with work, you know, I haven't got mountains of admin to do, I've got a little bit to do, and then Dan and I are going for a couple of nights stay in a nice manner in the Yorkshire Dales this evening, back on Thursday, again, little bits of work, um, and then yeah, back to work on Monday. Cute. Divine. Straight back to it. Right. In right. and outs. In and outs. I thought yeah. we should do this because it's everywhere. It's good though, isn't it? I and like then, it. I do I like think, it. I think after today, I'll put. Po- I'm going to post mine after today because I think. Fine, I'll do it too. <laughs> Let's do it twinning, um, at ins and outs. So ins and outs, um, is a bit of a social media trend where you are basically tell- saying what is in fashion or in your life for 2024, and what are you kicking out? Yeah. Basically, a way of saying what are your sort of resolutions mm. and what are things that you're trying to not do this year yeah in many ways but we thought we would do a bit of a fitness edition as well we might include a couple of personal ones in there yeah I think they're they're fitnessy but they're also contextually they could be anything really Uh when we start reading them out you'll you'll know what we mean but it's not necessarily like stuff about training or it's just general ways of thinking and mindsets I guess and just ways of approaching things Mm mm-hmm you want to go for your hair looks your hair looks so good by the way oh my god right I before I went I love it I I wanted a little fringy thing um and when I went to Italy my mum's hair she'll be listening my mum's hairdryer is so bad Jess it's like a gust of wind a gust of like tepid it's so bad so and so it dried so frizzy and horrible. And I and so I just hated it. And I was like, oh no, I shouldn't have had my fringe cut. I was like, what have I done? What have I done? And then now I'm at home and I've got my hairdryer and all my stuff. I'm feeling like I love it. Yeah, it's really nice. Yeah. But I hated it for a bit. I hate it. I was like, what yeah. do I do? Hairdryer makes the world a difference. And I'd never really, like having the thickest hair in the world, I for years just suffered with a really shit one thinking it's just such my hair. Such a difference. And then, yeah, it does make such a difference. Like, this, um, is, this is just dried and not straightened, and I've slept on it. And with my mum's hairdryer, I woke up, like, something about Mary. Like, my <laughs> hair was up here, and I was like, "How I'm going to have to straighten it all the time. And I was like, okay, I'll grow it out, and then I'll forget about it. Um, 
But no, I like it now. No, I love it. So in fringes, <laughs> bangs. Good I hair like bangs. It's like um, kind of a sidey. Uh, Anne Hathaway was my um expo. Yeah, folk. well, isn't she everybody's? Come on. I mean, yeah. So yeah, yeah. ins um trying out new hair styles. <laughs> no, maybe I'll do that this year because now I've not got the wedding. I don't. My hairdresser's not going to tell me off every time I go in and I say I think I fancy a chain. And she's yeah. like, just wait. Just for wait. <laughs> Just wait for your wedding, even though I was planning it for how many years? Kind of <laughs> um, yeah, so ins. Um, what's yours? You go first. So, um, one of the ones that we mentioned, which um might be a <laughs> sounds like a really awful one to start, but it is actually a positive, yeah. which is being uh being okay with being uncomfortable. Yes. Um, which um. Sasha and I mentioned that one of my things that I want to focus on this year is I would like to get to the bottom of um, when I have sciatica pain. Mm. Okay, so I don't have it all the time. It's not part of my identity. <laughs> but when it flares up, I would like to understand why um, yeah. a little bit more and what I can do to help strengthen that. Um, and that's going to be quite uncomfortable for me because you don't, when it's not there and it's not exist, like not in my mind at all, I kind of just forget about it. Yeah. But then it'll come up again. So I almost need to lean into it to make it better Mm -hmm. um and I think the same sort of analogy can be used in our own fitness goals which is we often need to lean into something being uncomfortable Mm -hmm. in order for us to get better whether that's deciding to pick up a heavier weight in the gym for the Mm -hmm. first time going to the gym for the first time Mm -hmm. deciding to try some new foods that are a bit out of your comfort zone or not as easy or as convenient as you would like in Mm -hmm. your in your usual day-to-day week-to-week mm-hmm. um and just and just sitting with it and being like I don't really like doing this but I'm sure there's some benefit within it even if it's oh I don't like that type of food or that way it was too heavy I need to go back to that one but yeah. do more or mm-hmm. whatever it might be yeah absolutely being okay with discomfort and I also think that um it was in same as ever that Morgan Housel book he said that um people that are good with like dealing with discomfort just don't mind like we just they just don't mind so for example it's very simple to think about with training like I did my bike test that's a perfect example I sent you a picture of me when I'd done it Mm. and um it was not nice it was not nice it was you know the 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 um effort that I'd been putting into my intervals can you sustain that effort for 40 minutes right which is not nice as you know um but I just didn't mind that it wasn't nice like because it was it was never going to be nice yeah whole the whole point is that it's a test so it's not supposed to like just any test that you ever do it's not supposed to be fun it's supposed to see where you are right see the progress you've made and um so yeah it was horrible and I remember looking at my thing and being like I've only got 20 minutes left (laughs) which is a long time um but I just didn't mind I was like yeah it's this is not nice at all but you know what um if someone gave me a choice to stop I wouldn't I'd say no way um I even my nose was running I remember and I thought I really need a tissue but I thought well I'm not going to get off the bike because then my test is ruined so I was just wiping my nose on my (laughs) t-shirt and I was just like no I want to keep going but it's horrible but that's okay yeah sometimes training is not nice and I think sometimes as well realizing that training is one of the uh, few places where it's in like a controlled environment where you can seek discomfort and yeah. it be within a, a certain like realm of your control yes um, 
like you know like you say I'm going into it I know what to expect this is probably how I'm going to feel mm-hmm. um that that type of thing whereas in day-to-day life when it comes to experiencing discomfort you boss is being a dick at work or you've fallen out with somebody or um you've got some sort of worry in your life Mm -hmm. you have no control over that so there's almost some sort of peace in the fact that when it comes to fitness I chose to do that yeah I I had I had a say in what it was going to look like yeah well they say like it's um well I I don't know what if there's a saying but it's chosen stress isn't it it's stress Mm. that you've opted like you can't be annoyed about stress that you've opted in for because it's like well don't you, that was up to you so it's yeah. all you know like I'm, I'm not saying that and of course you're allowed to be stressed about anything but let's say like you're moving house and it's really stressful it's like yeah it's really stressful but it you want you you, you know you're getting something good out of it and you're moving house and you want to so it's like you've opted in for that stress so mm-hmm. it can get to you of course but if it gets to you too much it's like well if it if it was really going to ruin your life then don't you don't have to do don't it move house again <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't, then don't do it again it's like yeah um I think it was actually Shona Virtue who's who wrote that she said uh, stress that you've opted in for is a privilege and it, it in it in some cases like that's that's true the fact that I can go on that bike in the middle of the day on a Wednesday and read it off a program that I've paid to have written for me and put myself in a hole on purpose is like some people can't do that moving house is a perfect example getting married all the things there you go right all these things that we don't have to do and some people can't but we're choosing to do it so we can't really like really complain because like well don't do it then and I think we're all aware of that aren't we like everyone says um like first world problems I know I know yeah Um, doesn't mean that you're not allowed to be stressed it just means that you you have chosen this so you don't have to do it Mm -hmm. Yeah. yeah what's your what's your in my in the extra mile I've put Oh, yeah. Mm. I read in, I think it was that same book. Um, No, it wasn't. It was in this book that's right here. It's by Andrea Chung, and it says, why don't I have anything to wear? And she, um, there's a CEO of a a clothing brand called Attire the Studio. Um, And it's just a, you know, ethical, sustainable brand, whatever. Um, but the CEO said um, a quote which I really liked and it was the extra mile is never crowded um, yeah yeah I love that I read quote. it and I was like oh. yeah it's, it's such a good quote I was trying to think who says it is it um, I don't know uh, who originally said it Wayne well I want to say Wayne somebody oh was it a man yeah sorry <laughs> damn it <laughs> I tried to kill the vibe damn it um, but yeah the extra mile is never crowded because, well it's true isn't it um, and I always think about that in, um, I remember when I was in the gym and it was years ago and one of the coaches who doesn't work there anymore, um, I was saying about writing everyone's, their own program as in, you know, individualized program, bespoke program, whatever. And he said, yeah, but you don't need that. And I remember thinking, well, I think you do. And he'd go, well, why does it matter? And I just remember thinking like, because he was much more established than me at that point, this was, I'm talking 2018. Um, obviously, I was like, oh, well, this guy's been doing it for 15 years. Maybe he's right. Maybe I'm, you know, thinking about it too much. Um, and then I just thought, yeah, but that's the extra mile. That's like, okay, you don't, there's not a necessity. It's not like if you don't have your own program, then you'll never succeed at anything. But it's like, I'll always liken it to, yeah, okay. Um, 
when you go to a hotel and you pay good money for it and there's mm -hmm. um an espresso machine and um a bathrobe and nice uh, shampoo and conditioner that's not in those shitty little bottles and a soap that's in a bit yeah, of paper yeah. and like um and it smells nice and the staff are nice and um you just have a really nice experience like you don't need that no you just need somewhere to sleep yeah but, that's it but, but people there are people out there that are willing to pay for a much better experience yeah and, and I think that that's great I am personally I, I fucking love a nice hotel yeah and that's it so you and I obviously are very um aware of where we like to spend our money and things like that at the moment like you've just said with nice hotels you would be willing to pay extra for that service and when it comes to being I hate saying we're like a service-based industry but for these these of this like we're yeah, providing yeah. service mm -hmm. so if it comes to clients like we know there's so many fits and fitness options out there there's uh, generic apps there's on-demand workouts you can get there's group oh training God, there's, thousands, there's, there's, thousands. there's so many things out there for people what separates the difference b between what we do and what they do well it is that extra mile and it, there's that quote isn't it as well which is the cream always rises to the top oh. which I love which is like ultimately if you if you want to be the best and you want to provide something for people then you've got to be a bit different you've got got to do something special exactly you have to it, it, the extra mile and, and I also think like maybe it's because you and I like you know I like the extra mile and I as I always say deliver what you would buy and I just think like I love the extra little nice luxuries of you know a nice coffee out of a nice machine rather than a tea rather than a um the little plastic nest cafe thing yeah. So I'm like yeah it's a coffee but I want that I would like the nice one if I'm paying for a hotel and it's like with with fitness even with gyms like I don't really have much of an option here but I know that if a really nice gym opened close to me close to my house that people thought was really expensive I'd be like yeah but fitness is my thing We've said this, haven't we? About I'm more than um, happy to pay for it, and, yeah. it and, and I don't spend money on other things that a lot of people spend money on. That's I'm it. Pay for it. You and I fangirl, don't we, over third space in London because oh, it's amazing. I but join it like that. Lo loads of people say on TikTok that they say like, "Oh God, it's um, God, it's two hundred and fifty pounds a month. That's so much money. Like, how would you ever spend that or justify it on the gym?" Whereas Sasha and I look at that and we go, "There's the gym." There's also the really nice shower facilities afterwards. There's also a co-working space. There's also a really good place where we could, if we were living in London and doing our remote work, we could just use that as an office all day. You could so business expense it probably. Yeah, two hundred fifty pounds a month as a, as an office for the whole month, that, and the gym membership, and somewhere to have your hot water and. And you can bothered. shower. You can dry your hair there. They've probably yeah. got the nice hair dryers we were talking about. They've probably got <laughs> uh, nice straighteners if you want it. Uh, they give you a towel. And it's like, and you know, some people might be listening to this and be like, well, you know, some people can't afford it. And it's like, yeah, but that's fine. But it's also what it, we spend our money on. It's what I spend my money on. Huh. And it's like, obviously we talk about fashion sometimes. It's just like, and people say, oh, it's a waste of money, whatever. Like, is a, is a 300 pound cashmere cardigan you wear for 20 years a waste of money? No. For twenty, but now, but now you're girl mathing it. <laughs> you're 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 girl mathing it in the sense where you're going. Well, I would get 
X amount of uses, therefore it'd be pennies. <laughs> but then I would think, okay, but then if you bought a, a polyester one from H&M and you wore it for a few months and then threw it away, that's a waste of money. Just because it's cheap, yeah. it doesn't mean it's worth... Joke. Yeah, everyone, and this is what makes us all so different, isn't it? Exactly. Where, where we where we like to spend our exactly. our time and money is 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 important. Which goes um, actually onto my next in, if you wouldn't mind. Go for it. Um, is money dials for me? In um, what sense? So I'll just go into the the logic behind it. So a money dial is something from Rami, who, as you know, if we listen to this pod, me and Jess like, um, he's a money guy, and um. Money dial is basically um, spending more on what you love, but also spending a lot less on stuff that you don't really care about. So you dial it up for the things you love. So Jess's might be travel. Mine might be nice clothes or whatever. And then, but then to do that, you have to dial it down on something. So you can't just dial everything up and go into credit card debt, but to to crank one thing up you have to crank another thing down to make space for it um and I think that sometimes I don't crank my dials up enough and end up scrimping on things which I know that I love and then I'll end up spending too much money on things that I honestly don't really give a shit about mm. <laughs> um so I'd like to lean into those this year personally yeah that's a good one that's that's a that's a good in um I actually said um on that one I was trying to think as as you know Matt and I did a whole uh reflection thing yesterday I was texting you about it which was funny um where's my one um well yeah you, well you you pretty much hit the nail on the head because mine is to spend more money on travel this year because oh, we have the because we had the wedding um uh, and we've been planning it and then there was obviously there was covid yeah. um that's one of my favorite things to spend money on but over the last 3 4 years i've done a lot less of it because well 4 years because of covid um yeah. i've done a lot less of it with the wedding and and obviously restrictions so yeah. i'm looking forward to doing more of that again this year nice starting in march when i'm going to madrid oh lovely yeah lovely so that's it. So yeah, extra mile is was my the one before, and then money dial. So Jess, your turn. Um, mine for in for twenty twenty four, and I talk to this uh, talk about this to clients quite frequently. Uh, so it fits them, but it also fits me very well, which is intentional rest. Mm. Um, just like it fits Sasha's out for twenty twenty four, which is um being scared of rest, being scared of rest, which is exactly the same thing, but yeah. they're just with each one. But yeah, so um, uh. I struggle to do nothing. I struggle to just sit and do nothing at all without feeling guilty for not being productive. Mm. Um, So I'm trying to get better at that by being more intentional with the time when I'm working and feeling, I don't know, energized with work and what have you, but then having those set times where I draw a line under it because I'm a bit of a nightmare for even if I'm sat on the sofa on a night time I'll still be doing bits of work even if it's only at 20% effort mm. but I'm like oh well I'm still doing something and it's like it would so be so much better if I just said I'm not doing anything and then yeah. <laughs> dipped into it again tomorrow um 
so yeah so that's like, like I'll be like writing a social media caption or I'll be thinking about whatever for my next day and it's yeah. like just just draw a line under it just call it a day yeah um, and I think that with been in and then my out of being scared of rest I think I'm actually the opposite I'm very good at, at, at taking rest but my argument is always that you it's impossible to be productive all the time and if you're doing 20 percent an effort then it's like well it's not productive that's just busy. no it's not it's almost like I just I don't know what it is it's it's like I think I think a lot of it is that what um Oliver Berkman says in like 4,000 week is that we struggle to just um like be idle like just not have an outcome what is it Mm -hmm. called again where he talks about everything has to have um yeah I mean everything yeah everything you do needs to like it's like um I can't remember if it, I don't think it was you. Someone said that they don't read fiction because they feel like there's no, you don't gain anything from it. And I'm like, I used to be like that though. I used to be that way. It's it's like watching, but again, I don't think this was you, but that same person used to watch loads of TV and I'd be like, I don't understand how that's, is, how is that, you're not getting anything out of that either. Mm. For some reason, that's okay. But reading fiction is a waste of time. I'd argue it's the opposite. Yeah you know um yeah I think and I think that is something that if you sat down with somebody with no distractions and genuinely went through it'd be quite easy to come to a conclusion um but yeah I I always think that like you if you're trying to be productive or for 24 hours 12 12 15 hours a day then you're not being productive because it's impossible for the human brain to work at its optimal level for that time so I just think like I'd rather and you know what in my other in is focused work so it's like yesterday I had loads of work to do but I sat in the office and I think I did five hours five hours of like Phew. but I only managed to do that so well because I just had a break As yeah that's business, it you know yeah. yeah you wasn't in that place where you were feeling like you needed to escape it because oh. you had that exactly. period of rest I didn't even look, I didn't look at my phone. I didn't um, go and kept getting hot, keep getting hot drinks just to like, yeah, okay, I went for a wee or whatever. But I was very much like in the zone for so much longer than I'm normally in the zone. And that's because I'd had so much rest and I was fully ready to just dive in. Mm -hmm. Um, So I just think like if if after work, you you know, I know what you mean with social media, it's a bit different. I'm just writing a caption. It's not, but sometimes it's just like, no wonder the next day you're like, Oh, I've got oh I've got this to do I've got this to do because mm. yeah, your brain actually hasn't had time off yeah and and I actually noticed especially towards the back end of last year is I would have like a post ready um or something I wanted to talk yeah. about but then I would be trying to write the caption while we were watching telly like so we would have something on and then it would get to a point where it would be so late that I wouldn't want to post it then because I thought oh well no one's going to read it now because it's, yeah. it's too late post <laughs> and then and also it, it, none of it's made sense because <laughs> I'm trying to watch the program and write my caption and uh, oh. Matt, Matt sometimes does take the mic because they'll be like what are you doing when when I'm saying I'm making a brew but I'm in the kitchen like actually writing a caption it'd be like is this brew ready already yeah. and then and you write the caption and then you po- and then you go back and it's full of typos and you're yeah, like oh, I should have just done it properly earlier yeah that, that's it so I think um yeah, like fo- focused work, right? Doing the things that you you need to do in the time. Um, that we we had this discussion, didn't we, on one of the um, coaches calls that we have every week mm-hmm. uh, a while ago? And I used to be guilty of it when I first started coaching because I worked 
a marketing job. I would coach in the morning and in the evening. So my programming, it's like I only had a chance to do it in an evening after I'd finished coaching. But we spoke about it before where we were saying like those people who were maybe leaving their programming till eight, nine o'clock at night. Do you think it's going to be the best program that you deliver for that person? If your head's, if your head's there, you're not, it's not focused work. It's not intentional work. Even if, even if you're somebody who maybe describes themselves as a bit of a night owl and you have these spurts of energy to do work, I would argue that the the biggest tasks in your day, which is programming for, for many of us coaches, yeah. should be prioritized at a place where you feel like you maybe have the most brain power. Yeah, exactly. And what do you leave until the last minute? Stuff you don't want to do. Mm-hmm. And I yeah. always think that. I always think it's like... um. I've had clients in the past where they tra- they do their training so late and I'd be like, why are you going so late? And um, it, yeah, I said, I used to say to them, like, that tells me that it's the least important part of your day and you don't actually want to do it. So you're putting it off and then the chance of you not doing it is so much higher. Mm-hmm. And, you know, some would argue, oh, yeah, but what if that's my only chance? And it's like, yeah, but that's a bit of a different story because quite often it's not. Um, sometimes it is, but mm. quite often it's actually not the best time and you've got more time to do it but I always just say to people like the longer you leave it that's why when I used to do PT and I used to do evenings the people that cancel were always after five o'clock yeah I don't do that anymore I don't do those sessions but when I did I reckon compared to the morning people 70 80 percent more would cancel because last thing in the day and you're and you're more likely you know and also more things are likely to come up that you can't help yeah Oh, um, I had to go pick thingy up from uh, football because he was ill or something. It's just like, I'm not saying that, that that's a completely valid excuse, but that ain't happening in the morning. No, it's, it is interesting, isn't it? How it all, it all falls that way. Mm. Um, Get it done. I, I used to be like, an, like, like to work out in an evening, but as I've got, maybe got older or as my awareness of what I prioritized in health and fitness changed, morning all the way for me if I'm if I'm working out after like 2 p.m I think it's basically midnight to me that <laughs> to be fair I actually I leave for the gym at 2 15 my house I've just seen my yeah. friend and their dog in the um in the park opposite um <laughs> yeah so I actually do train but that's because I'm in the gym in the morning and I come home and I have lunch and then I will train at 2 2 30 Mm-hmm. But for me, I've I've done that so many times that that's fine for me. But I always say to my client, my clients, like when they ask me about mine, I say if it's four o'clock, it ain't happening. Yeah, go into the gym after four. Personally, for me, because my gym's really small, and if I go after then, one, my energy's not that great at that time. But two, it's full, and yeah. I can't deal with it. So my client who goes to the same gym as me, she's like, there's no point because it's just busy. So she goes at six in the morning. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's the same when you're coaching as well. Like I do one or two nights a week where I'm a bit l- there at later only because I go to football training in a similar area. But I, I always say to clients, I'm like, it's never normally this busy. I'm like, it's so busy. It's very challenging to, I'm like, okay, well, I wrote this is what we're doing, but we're but actually- we can't do this. it. <laughs> we're going to do this first today because we're, this one's one that's free, unfortunately. So, yeah. Um. In. Oh, oh, one in. more in, one more oh, in. Um, appreciating your efforts better. Yes. Um, I think <laughs> one of the most underrated 
and simple skills that a coach can have that impacts a client's view of the health and fitness is just highlighting the things or the growth that they've been able to achieve. Mm -hmm. Um, Because we're all nightmares at doing it ourselves, me included. Um, Yeah, you're not great at this. Hey. (laughs) Yeah, I remember. I remember saying when I used to coach Jess back in the day, I remember being like, if you don't pay attention to anything that you do, you are literally going to be so miserable because it's always, it was like, Jess would like reach a goal and then she'd be like, oh yeah, that's good. And then she'd, they'd be like, oh yeah, and I want to do this. And I'm just like, can you not see how this is <laughs> so just pointless? What is the point? What is the point if you don't recognize it? I think, like, I have think, a little part in, you know, just like. I think I'm just, um, I'm, I'm always about the pursuit rather than the actual pinnacle, just, but I need to get right. But that's good. Which, yeah, it is a good, but I, I like I do um, skim over. I, I think it's as well because sometimes things can be like quite um, anticlimactic, not in not in a negative way, just in a way that nothing changes. So, say for example, if when I did uh, achieve a marathon, like nothing changed. No. <laughs> it was like the world carried on spinning. So, yeah, well, that's why a lot of them, you know, we've mentioned a few times, like when Matt Fraser won the CrossFit Games and he he went and sat in a room on his own yeah. and stared at a wall. Because if you attach, if you attach too much to the, to the outcome, then you're going to be in a, in a dark place because, yeah. because no, and, and in the nicest way possible, nobody gives a shit. That's and it. it. it Okay, Jess, I probably gave a shit because I was coaching you at this point, but you ran a marathon, you told people, whatever. And then within five minutes, everyone was like, yeah, cool, I've got to go and do this. Yeah, like, that's it. not a bad the world... thing. The world no. spinning. No one really yeah. cares that no. much. So, but I think that's why I'm a bit... It's it's only this week where I've been reflecting on the last year and then you look back and stuff like that. It's nice to go, oh, yeah, I did do that. But instantly my head goes to, okay, yeah, what's next? type of thing so yeah. I'm guilty of it yeah. and that's why it's helpful when I'm coaching clients because I know that they can be as well which is you remember about three months ago that was really hard or yeah. you know, three months ago you were doing two weights lighter than that yeah oh my god yeah I was actually um yeah. so yeah those types of things are, are huge to talk about definitely definitely and I think when you um and you know what that's probably less of a thing in short term you know the transformation culture because it's right there in front of you so people probably love that but when you're training people for you know a really long time and there's no end point it can be quite easy to skim past the the progress and just crack on which is not always a bad thing but you're gonna know a lot less um, when you just and that's why you know some people that come from a transformation style background into coaching like us they can struggle a bit because they're almost like chomping at the bit. What's next? It's almost yeah. like, oh, well, the way I loved, I really enjoyed the pressure. And I'm just like, yeah, if you want that, you're in the wrong place. <laughs> There's no pressure here. I don't feel pressure. There's no, you know, um, which can be really tough. But yeah, take notice of your um, achievements in training, even if, if small um, in life. Whether because it... as well, there's no there's no dimin- diminishing it for anybody either because yeah. everybody's achievements mean something to them. Exactly. So whether or not that's, I don't know, being able to do a big marathon or being able to walk five minutes without feeling out of breath, like everything 
is relative to a person where it, it is a big deal. Yeah. Um, that's what that's what I think makes our job so varied. It's like we're not we're not selling a specific. We're not saying selling a generic outcome for many. It's like we're we're helping people with a specific outcome that means something to them. Um, so yeah, it's a good one. Okay, outs. Okay, obviously I said being scared of rest, but we've already kind of gone over that one. Um, I've put skipping warm-ups. <laughs> Tell me more about skipping warm-ups. Well, I per- well, again, it's it's there's no science behind it. It's a very personal thing, but and because maybe because I'm a very cold person, cold-hearted, cold, you know. <laughs> I'm just I run cold. Ice queen. Uh, yeah, literally. If I go in the gym and don't warm up, my session is dog shit from like get from straight away mm-hmm. and I think um and I'm not put, throwing anyone in the deep end here but like sometimes I'll see coaches and their client will come in and they've got a coat on and they'll take their coat off and they've got a barbell on their back within 30 seconds and they're doing back squats I'm just like and they can't quite you know they're a bit like all over the shop I'm like I just want to go well obviously yeah <laughs> he's 45 he's not 16 like he just limber you know his his heart rate's probably like 80 beats per minute um just you know get get someone in the zone a little bit and yeah I'm just a big believer in not a real obviously not like a really really long warm you shouldn't need a really long warm-up unless you're in the arc no no yeah. I think that's it that, that's the other thing so you like you saying don't skip the warm-up in the same breath I would say don't overcomplicate your warm-up no don't overcomplicate it but be intentional with it like I will go in the gym and I will get on the bike and I will wait until I am wanting to take my jumper off that's not overthinking it is it that's just getting your body temperature up yeah that's fine and obviously and exercise selection is a huge thing if you have to warm up loads just to do a single exercise and it's probably the wrong exercise for you but and I think it for me it's the mental thing as well um it's like if a lot of people struggle to get their head in the game when they're there, so they're like on their phone, obviously, uh, messaging or like texting someone or like responding to work emails. And I'm like, you're more likely to do all that when you're not warmed up because you're not even in the gym. You're not even yeah. in the training frame of mind. But if you go in and you get hot for five minutes, which is easy, you're more likely to be like, oh, you know, I'm ready to go. I'm going to put my phone in my bag. I'm yeah. gonna have it out. I'm gonna put my music, headphones, phone in the bag, and I'm gonna crack on. And I'll probably do it in 45 minutes. But if mm. you don't warm up, you think, "Oh, I'm saving time." And it's like, "Yeah, but the session just took you an hour when it didn't yeah. need to." Yeah, I think that I would say that's clients as well. It's it's not only what it does on a physiological level, but also psychologically. Because I even even the same sort of stretches that I do, um, like I say, do a bit of a heart raiser, but the same sort of stretches that I do time and time again more so uh, what it does for my head like there's probably in some ways um I I can think of times where I've gone to the gym before where I could have done more optimal stretches for the exercises I was about to do but the stretches that I do that get me in the headspace to train actually help me mentally so Mm. I like doing those stretches like I like opening I like opening up my hips Mm. okay well you know you're doing a fucking upper body session today, Jess. What are you on about? I just like opening up my head. Yeah, I just like it. (laughs) Leave me alone. (laughs) Like, I just want to do that. Absolutely. And like, and if you're like, if you're quite fit, you know, like if I'm doing a a warm up for one of my clients who's relatively, you know, aerobically fit and strong, they're warm ups, almost like a little workout. Mm. It might be like ski with bicep curls and calf raises. 
for 10 minutes and it's like yeah okay oh that's 10 minute warm up it's too long it's like yeah but he's just done three sets of bicep curls and, and heavy calf raises it's not it, it's and and after that I tell you what you're ready you're ready to go you're ready mm. to do anything um so I just think yeah for like a beginner or someone I, I always just say look sit on the bike get in the zone wait till you want to take your jumper off or get a, you know some people are hot are sweatier than normal wait till you've got a bit of a sweat on and then get going but if you're fit yeah. I'm like okay I'm gonna put some stuff in that you'd maybe miss off um but yeah I just think I don't want to in 2024 I don't want to see anyone walk into the gym and start jump straight in jump straight in um you got five minutes and everyone and everyone can we all agree that we've got five minutes to to at least bring our heart rate up to a good you know a good beats per minute your body, your body will thank you as well and the older you get the less the less chance of you've been able to do that without the run yeah. of the run of injury anyway exactly and then also I always think like if someone's struggling to have time to do like any aerobic work if you do Monday Wednesday Friday strength mm. and you do um 10 minute bike 10 minute bike 10, you've, there you go you've done half an hour you're doing nothing before and you've just done half an hour of aerobic just work accumulated. yeah that's it so, and then people are oh yeah but does it count I'm like what, what of course it counts what do you mean does it, it count it, it, yeah, of course, yeah. It, of course it counts yeah um, and then you know people under, they they see the benefit they're like oh you know what? I actually see some benefit in that I always feel really good and then they're more likely to just can carry on doing it mm-hmm. so, yeah, yeah. So warm-ups is out skipping mm-hmm. warm-ups is out um worrying about what other people are doing out for 2024 for so me. out out the door um, slammed as we mentioned earlier there's many many things that you can access online so if you go into the gym everyone will probably be doing something that's totally different random whatever maybe maybe optimal for them maybe not optimal for them but it's something that they've either chosen or has been designed for them so you paying attention to what they're doing is just irrelevant it's just totally out of what you should be letting consume your brain space Mm -hmm. um especially if you've got a coach and someone's designing something for you. Um, it's been, it's been made for you. Right. Um, there's there's nothing behind it. It's not, it's not just random shit. And there's nothing wrong with being inquisitive though. When I say stop worrying about what other people are doing, there's nothing wrong with saying, Oh, what, what I saw someone doing this in the gym the other day. Oh yeah. That's that's, wrong with that. That's, that's curiosity. And that's a, a positive thing, but it's more so if you just start thinking, Oh, I don't know, a, a, a typical one is they look like that. Maybe I should be doing that. Um, or um, they said that their goal is this. Maybe I should be doing this. Yeah. Again, that's when we get down into the messy area of borrowed goals. It's not their goal is their goal. Your goal is your goal. But also <laughs> they look that the way they do. They do mainly probably because of genetics above all else. Yeah, sorry to say, so, but it's probably true. But there's so many other things that go into it than just ah right maybe I should do this. We we spoke about this many times before, haven't we? Which is yeah. if you saw someone doing something based on just what they look like, <laughs> well, it's just it's just totally random, isn't it's it? It's just... Exactly, it, it's it's totally random. Um, and like you said, Jess, with genetics, it's like. I was thinking, I said, did I say this to you the other day? I was thinking the other day. Yeah, I think, we did we mention it on the podcast? You know, like people with natural lean stomachs always sell ab workouts. Yeah. And people with big, people with naturally big bums always sell glute workouts. Yeah. And it's like the swimmer's fallacy. Like you don't, um, you don't have a body like a swimmer because of swimming. You have that body and then because of that body, you'll be a good swimmer. Yeah. And I always think with um, 
uh, and this isn't a bad thing, but like there's a couple of girls who go to my gym and you can, you can tell just that bum they've had it since they were 12 as in they're not necessarily muscular. This is again, I'm not saying anything bad. It's just an observation, but like very slim, um, not muscular, not necessarily strong from the weights that they're lifting, but just like a really big, like bum. And and you can tell it's not muscular just because I know a muscly bum when I see one and it and it's just I'm not again I feel like I keep having sin this isn't a bad thing it's just an observation, but they're doing hip thrust with with twenty five kilos, that mm-hmm. because they've got a big bum right and so people might look at them and be like oh oh my god have you seen her glutes it's like yeah she didn't get it from doing twenty five kilo hip thrust that's just, that's just a that's just her bum she's probably had mm-hmm. that since she was sixteen. Um, and it's the same with like, you know, if men have big arms, they'll usually do lots of arms. It, it just like, it, and I was thinking about it the other day and I was like, that's so, it's so true about bums and, and abs. Yeah. And, yeah, and, and, and that is, train it. Yeah. And that's what's socially uh, popular at the moment within the fitness world. Who knows if that might change in the future? Like, it's just, the what what is the focus at the moment isn't it um okay. yeah so don't worry about what everyone else don't is worry doing. about that don't worry about that because obviously i can i can look at it and just be like yeah i mean i know a i know a, a, a an athlete i know a bum that's been built over a bum that is natural and that's fine but i can tell we can tell the difference right it's quite obvious um but yeah it doesn't it literally doesn't matter and i know that it's easy as a beginner to look at what everyone else is doing and kind of put yourself next to them and be like oh maybe you know I'll be able to do that and that's okay but it's not really gonna get you anywhere because everyone everyone also progresses in different ways you know some like I always say like my mum's progresses really fast in her upper upper body and not in her legs and I'm the opposite so I I probably won't ever get close to my mum's upper body strength but she probably won't ever get close to my leg strength and it's just like so it doesn't matter yeah. it's just that's just how it is and yeah I could really really try but I don't care. Yeah. So I'm never going to put in four sessions, four upper body sessions a week just to catch up to her because I genuinely don't give a shit. It's not your goal. That's oh it. Oh my God. It? I don't, I, I'm, my upper body's not that strong. Can I do pull-ups sometimes? You know, uh, I can't do multiple, but I can do a pull-up, which shows that I have some kind of upper body strength. I always wouldn't be able to do it. Um. So yeah, I just, and which goes on to a next out for me that I've put which is dancing around the truth mm-hmm. be honest be honest it, it is so much oh my god Jess and I coaches right we can say on this on the podcast right now that if you just if you're just honest life is so much easier for both parties mm. be honest yeah do you, do you really want to run a marathon or do you just want to because you think it'll be a cool thing to do yeah. The answer to that question is going to mean so much for the next mm. few years of your life. Just just be honest, it doesn't matter. Or do you really want to do loads of pull-ups? Or do you just want to or do you just see people doing pull-ups and you think it's cool? Do you do you really want to? And it's like and we don't care what the answer is. I don't mind. I I just want you to do what you want to do. I don't really don't mind. Um but yeah, dancing dancing around the truth because like Jess just said about borrowed goals. God, it's like you spend ages working towards something that deep down you aren't really too asked about. It's going to be a really, really like sad place at the end. And I think what's always challenging in the beginning, isn't it, is there's, there's 
that one of the, the biggest foundations of a coach and client relationship is trust. Um, so when you first maybe meet whoever you end up working with as a coach, there's potentially a bit of a buffer in the beginning where you're thinking, okay, how, how honest can I be here? Or how yeah. open can I be here? Because you build in a relationship with that person. Yeah. So it's, it's all just exactly like if you started seeing somebody new, mm-hmm. you maybe don't go in all guns blazing, like, oh, by the way, um, I'm a terrible snorer. <laughs> like, yeah. it's like, okay, maybe we just ease ourselves into yeah. these things. Like, <laughs> it's like, or whatever it might be, it's, you, you, you let them know. So it's a trust thing. But like I mentioned to Sash when we had this conversation just before we jumped on the call, there's dancing around the truth, but there's also um, giving yourself enough space to actually ask yourself good questions. And that's where having a coach can be helpful. But sometimes we truly believe that that is our goal until we question ourselves on it. And then we go, oh, actually, maybe maybe I was just saying that because it was a borrowed goal. Or maybe I was just saying that because I thought it would impress somebody else. Or I thought it was, it was cool, but we've just not given ourselves enough thought into it which is why when we do come up with our goals around health and fitness we talk about the why and we we ask and we get curious about what it would mean to you and what difference it might make and all those things because without that sometimes we end up going down a path for a really long time to find out it's nowhere near where we wanted to be no I I really thought I wanted to do a marathon but actually I hate running so this is (laughs) Like, oh, okay. I actually yeah. hate it. Yeah. Yeah. And I think sometimes it can be projection. Like, I think that sometimes when people have like purely physique goals, they look at somebody whose body they'd have and they project what they would do if they had a body like that. And they think, um, oh, yeah, you know, if I had a, it, I really want to look like that because, like, and all they're doing is almost imagining a life where their body was like that and thinking about what they would do. Mm-hmm. But it's nothing to do with their life now. Because what yeah. sometimes I think, why do you, why do you really want a body like that? Because I, I would argue that if you really wanted a body like that, it would not be for you. It would be because you wanted admiration, just like that person, just like that person does who you're looking at. Do you honestly think that people who take photos in uh, bikinis with like these incredibly, you know, beautiful athletic bodies, do you think that they, it's for them? I. I don't think so. And we've, we've said it. It's admiration. No. People want admiration, right? Yeah. People we've said it. We've said it before, haven't we? As well, is if we said to those people, "You can never post about this on social media," would they still do it? I always no, think. No, I, I honestly, really. unless they look like that naturally, and that's just, you know, maybe. Yeah. But it's it. It can be an admir like people almost want a nod to be like they want recognition, they want uh, validation, they want admiration. Um. And that's natural, remember, as human beings, we are, unfortunately, there's a small part in us that wants, uh, whether it's status or to it's be in a, looked up to or to be yeah. inspiring. In, um, in that Morgan Housel book, he says about that, doesn't he, around, um, he used to be a valet, didn't he, a really posh club in LA or something. And people would rock up with these Ferraris and what have you. And in, it wasn't for long that, it wasn't that long until he realised that those people um he thought the cars were amazing he would be like oh my god that's, that's such a nice car but very rarely did he remember the person mm. and it wasn't until maybe he had a car or something similar mm. and he realized it was because he wanted the admiration of other people to to think oh my god he, he must be really wealthy or he must have a lot of money or whatever because look at the car he's driving yeah 
But then it reminded him that he never remembered the people. He just remembered the car. And unless you're somebody who is literally just a car fanatic and you just yeah. love the cars, yeah. like what are you, what are you doing it for? Are you doing it so that people look at yeah. you? And I think there's an, it's it's worth questioning. There's no right or wrong here at all because there's an element of everything that we do in mm. in today's society. Like, uh, why do I get my nails done? Why do we go get yeah. our hair done? Yeah. Are we doing it? Are we doing it because it makes us feel good? It, there's you get into a the whole like oh yeah like, it messes with your head type of thing yeah but it's always worth questioning especially when it comes to fitness because yeah. it is such a fragile um way to use your identity I think you've got to approach it approach it with caution otherwise you end up as many people do do these transformation programs or what have you and then say Oh, health and fitness isn't for me, and then they disregard yeah. it as something when yeah. it's actually so important to longevity yeah. and like your lifespan. So absolutely, and I also think with that car thing as well, it's like true car fanatics probably don't like Ferraris. No, they probably love something else. Yeah, probably not interested. And in, like it's like um, I always think like if you go to Deansgate, uh, the Deansgate, you know, the main road in Manchester, you see the same Ferrari driving down. Like, why do you honestly? Why do you think they're doing that? Do you think they're lost? I don't think they're lost. I think they just want to go past rev their engine and they want people to look. And it's like, that's so embarrassing to me. Like it, it genuinely, and that's the, I can't believe, I can't believe I'm going to say this, right? I can't believe I'm going to say it. But that's the only thing that Andrew Tate ever said that I agreed with. Oh, really? He said that the only people that are impressed by people driving Ferraris are 10 year old boys. And I was like, that's true. Mm. that is true and I and I hate that guy obvious for obvious reasons but he's right in that if you think that people are going to admire you because you've got a Ferrari then you need to take a good hard look at yourself yeah yeah Um, and it's it's the same isn't it if you think people are going to admire you for being in a certain body no no again it's it's yeah I don't it's just a bit of a a, a weird one. Weird one, I, isn't it? It is a weird one when you really think. Think about the people that you admire in your life, or like the like. I love, um, I love Miriam Margulies, for example. Do, do you think I admire her because of her physique? Mm. No, she's an eighty-year-old woman who has had a very interesting life. And I just think I'm just looking at my bookshelf. Every like every book that I love, or every person that I look up to, I don't even know what they look like. Yeah. I don't even know because why would I know what they look like underneath their clothes? It's just it's, weird. It was like um a a post I put on social media the other day of this this lady who wrote a poem about it, which is when it comes to your friends, you might describe them as beautiful, mm. um, and you might mean that in Sasha hair looks beautiful today. Oh, you might mean right. it in an aesthetic based way, but yeah. the most important things about the people that you love in your life, I bet don't come down to anything to do with the way that they look. I think and if she it does, something- it's a bit weird. Yeah, I can't remember the last time I commented on um, how my friend's got an amazing arms and a tank top, or I can't remember saying that she's two notch sizes less on a belt than she yeah. was last year. It's li- irre- irrelevant chat yeah. um, to the person that they are and the meaningful connections that make the world what it is and like so much more exciting. Exactly. Um, and yeah, I just think as well, I just think when it's for you, like I spoke to a client the other day and, and she works in an office in town and... Um, she works with quite a lot of younger younger women and she's our age and um she said that they were talking about fitness and they said to her oh um do you go to the gym and she was like and she trains four times a week in her basement and I coach her right and she's very very like very very consistent works really hard very strong and 
they said to her like oh how come you didn't tell us and she said she she said she's never experienced that before where people almost think it's a really bad thing that she hasn't told everyone about her gym program because they probably think oh why haven't you told us about the program you're following for 12 weeks yeah she said it was just a bit of an odd conversation because she was like uh well I don't really I don't know what it's a bit of an odd thing to bring up isn't it and at work like oh hey um just so everyone in this room knows ding 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 I train four times a week in my basement um is everyone okay with that (laughs) but as well let's let's go back to you and I when we were in our early 20s and fitness was our identity so it's probably yeah so we were the ding 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 (laughs) we we were there I train four times a week type of people because that was what we had to create our identity with so maybe those younger girls are almost using it as a why didn't you tell me because it would have mean that we had more common ground to talk about things yeah or it could have been why didn't you tell me because if I did that I would tell everyone yeah maybe Maybe. you you don't know the person but yeah she and obviously she's I think she's finally come to a her situation or position in her life where it genuinely is just for her and and also when you're doing it forever it's less exciting <laughs> to talk about it because exactly it's not there's no new novel novelty to it where it's like I'm doing x for probably x time frame it's like yeah. oh I am learning about health and fitness because I intend on doing it for the rest of my life similar to talking about your finances Mm, oh, I, really uh, dull. I, really I, dull. Sorry. I put away the same amount a month every month into a pension. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's wow. <laughs> that's pretty much it. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah. Uh, oh, that's a bit boring. Like, yeah. Talk to me about, really talk me about crypto instead. Yeah. Talk no, to no, me no, about, no. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. And it's um, it's like you know, people say, "Oh, what kind of stuff do you do in the gym, Sash?" I'm like, honestly. <laughs> lunges <laughs> cable rows dumbbell press um and they're like because <laughs> it's not you know don't get wrong I find it exciting um but it's just it's just one of those things it's just one of those things um but I I do think that everybody can get to that point my um my remote client um just she just renewed for the fourth year in a row, right? Uh, she does online and she pays for the year. And um, at the beginning, she wasn't like that. At the beginning, she was like, what are we doing? Oh, let's go. Oh, are we doing this? Are we do- oh, oh, I want, have you seen Kendall Jenner? Oh yeah. She, you know, and I was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> I don't, I, I don't know what you just, I don't know what you want. I don't know. That's just mm. dial it back a second. Um. And now she just paid for a, you know, she paid until December, 2024. And she's just like, and she, she messaged me, um, Again, I've lost my phone. Um, uh, and she just said, another year of fitness, please. And then sent the money. So can you see how she, me the money. <laughs> she was the opposite? She was the yeah. polar opposite to that. So if people are listening to this and thinking like, oh, I just can't, I can't imagine just settling, just not finding something and like and being really focused for a short amount of time and then having a break. I just can't imagine it. Just know that it is possible and you can do it. It just takes some time. I think it's, it's yeah, like anything, it's realising that you're doing something for a longer term. Um, and that always takes a little bit of time to, like, just get into the flow of things. Just like when you start a new job or whatever, it just feels a bit, oh, I've only been doing this for a while. I've only been doing, oh, God. And then 
and then you just settle. Yeah. Settle, settle into it. Absolutely. Have we got Okay. I think, yeah, that was all of mine. Mm. But yeah, I think for a joke and ends, I put brain usage, but... um... (laughs) For a non-joke, but serious one. Not for a non-joke, but also I think that... um, using your brain to think is is gotta be in 2024 like yeah let's just go into it because i can't help it because it was so good but like stephen bartlett yesterday come on guys so context context Context. stephen bartlett everyone knows who he is i'm guessing he listens to this podcast he put up this post (laughs) saying i'm I'm, I'm guessing he listens to this podcast he he bloody well should (laughs) um he put a picture of himself i didn't actually i don't follow him but uh charlie posted it and it was a picture of him a selfie in the gym and he basically says oh if anyone wants any like health and fitness tips and i was just thinking steven 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 stick to interviewing and social media uh marketing and um and then and then she said just remember guys just because you are uh authority in 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 it's just because you're famous and you look a certain way, it doesn't mean that you have the authority to basically educate people on topics that you are not qualified in. And then on the next post, he went in and I could not believe it. I could not believe what he said. It... What did he say in his next post? I didn't see this next post. Oh, Jess. Oh, you know what? I know it's towards the end of the pod, but I think it's worth it. Was it in response to her post? Or not? No, no, no. She just, oh. hopefully it's still there and not gone. No, here it is. Do you really want to know? <laughs> He said, so obviously someone put, what did your diet look, what does your diet look like? And I just thought to that lady. It'll be like, like, why, for breakfast, but for why does it matter? Why does it, why does Stephen Bartlett's diet matter? This is, this is what, this is why I said brain usage, guys. I'm worrying about what other people are doing. Worrying about what other people are doing. And even a random guy like Stephen Bartlett, it's like me saying, Gwyneth, oh, not Gwyneth, Gwyneth Paltrow. Um, mm-hmm. Any actress, like, what does your diet look like? I don't understand. It's just, it's just Emily Blunt. <laughs> Why does it matter? Um, oh God, ready? Yeah. He's, this is what Stephen Butler said. I'm eating strictly keto at the moment. I tend to eat keto once a year for a few months. Jess's face. Um, the keto diet is a high fat, extremely low carbohydrate diet. Virtually uh, no carbs and no sugar replaced with fat and leads uh, the body into a metabolic state called ketosis. In ketosis, the body becomes incredibly efficient at burning fat for energy. My diet right now includes foods like meat, fish, nuts, butter, oils, berries, and green vegetables, and strictly no, uh, strictly zero sugary and starchy foods like bread, pasta, rice, or fruit. The benefits of the keto diet include improved blood sugar control. Just remember who he's associated with in, in the industry. Again, brain usage. Yeah. Uh, improve mood, increase mental clarity and focus more energy and weight loss. While I'm eating keto, I have a reduced appetite and steadier supply of energy, avoiding the peaks and crashes associated with a high carbohydrate, high sugar diet. I'll share my health results and visual results in eight weeks. Zoe. (laughs) Sponsored ad. Side note, because he probably had to write this or he'd get annihilated. Individual experiences can vary, so it's important to consult with a healthcare provider before starting any new diet, especially for those with pre-existing health conditions. Uh, I'll let Charlie break it down, right? Um, burning fat for energy. Fat, uh, fat in its dietary form, not stored body fat. You will become efficient at burning fat for fuel because fat is the available energy source, not carbohydrates. You don't burn body fat magically just because you're eating it. I think it. that's the... that's Like we've said many times before, they should have come up with a new word for body fat. Yeah, so, so fat and... 
the fact that fat, fat has the same name as fat is so confusing because yeah. you, you it's almost impossible to not associate it but it's dietary fat it's not the same thing um and he's put blood sugar uh improved blood sugar control will absolutely use this to try and sell you something probably to encourage you to buy zoe which is to totally irrelevant unless you're diabetic um that's what charlie's written and then the benefits of the keto uh sorry um it's irrelevant to him no need to try because he said it's very good for diabetes so and she says so totally irrelevant to him then no need to try and control blood sugar levels unless you're diabetic um your blood sugar is supposed to rise and fall when you eat it's not a health or weight management issue and then he said weight loss and he said only if he's in a deficit it's not the keto causing the weight loss but the deficit if you're running in keto if you're running in keto and not in a deficit, you won't lose weight unless it's initial water from reducing carbohydrate intake. And you can create that deficit by still including carbohydrates. And you know, what's a really interesting thing is he's saying about, um, uh, he's saying improved mood, clarity and focus, um, whatever. And then he said something about, um, health conditions and, and he's saying, and the only food which actually has evidence-based carcinogenic properties classified by um, the World Health Organization should be moderated is red meat. And that's literally what he's saying that he eats. Basically, guys, can... Stephen Bartlett knows nothing. And, he, and he's not supposed to know anything. I'm not, this isn't like Stephen Bartlett should know more. This is the Stephen Bartlett doesn't owe you nutritional advice. Yeah. It's got nothing to do with him. Yeah. Everything's just got an agenda, hasn't it? And think about his following, right? And think about the time of year. Think about how many people are looking up to people to, you know, try and do something about their diet. And then they read that. Yeah. It's so, da it's so dangerous that I find it like, it's painful to read. It's, it's, yeah. it's truly as painful to read. And just remember guys, and he's also saying, oh, I do it. I'm doing it for eight weeks. What do we talk about all the time? What's the point in doing something for eight weeks and when you're gonna maybe live till eighty five? It's it's a it's less than a drop in the ocean. It's a mm -hmm. it's it's not even a splash. No, but there's so much focus on it. Honestly, but I find also it like incredibly painful. Yeah, it's almost like I want to write in the question box. Why are you only doing it for eight weeks then? Exactly. If, you, if, you're just, if you're just raving about it so much, why are you doing it for eight weeks? Oh, and you know what I find really really frustrating but people who want to do stuff like that right are usually people that aren't even meeting the energy uh, the exercise requirements no because they're looking for the it's the but, um, it's the tiktok comments that we say where it's how long does this take it's yeah. those those people it's the... and really have you tried exercising three or four times a week for a year no well i'd start there like people are wanting these magical results and they're training once a week sorry you know I know everyone's situation is different but my my out is dancing around the truth and the out is and the truth is that you need probably just need to exercise more mm. you're probably just not you're probably just too sedentary and you're probably not challenging your cardiovascular system enough and you're probably not adding enough stress to your muscles you're probably not training hard enough mm. probably that it's probably not because you eat apples you know <laughs> yeah yeah it's well, it's it's the um, it's often that like we say it's the most obvious thing that people right don't in front like of to, you, to look at. dangling, yeah. dangling whenever, right in front of you. Whenever you hear hooves, think horses, not zebras. Exactly. Don't don't think it's the most obscure thing. Ah, it must be because I'm not doing keto. It's 
it must um, be because I'm not having bacon and cheese and yeah. And like you said, for some, it might be like they're not meeting the exercise requirements. Some people are like, okay, well, I do do that. And I'm still not. It's like, yeah, but what else? Let's talk yeah, about other things. And about that's why, content. again, don't worry about what other people are doing. Worry about yourself. Like, think about what you need to focus on within your life mm-hmm. to to make those changes to to get to where you want to be. And also, uh, I just think that if you're if you genuinely want to do keto, if you have a big platform, shut up about it. Don't just shut up about it he can tell he wanted to he he had that written in his notes to copy and paste do you honestly think that his, he his PR post- team probably asked the question exactly Jess and that's why I find it so annoying because again why in, why in our ins I put brain usage because we should be able to read something like that this day, day and age and understand that there's some kind of agenda yeah. and like he's biased because of what he is associated with in the fitness industry so, and I just think that if we thought rather than jump to conclusions, oh, maybe I should do that, then the world would be a better place. Mm-hmm. We've all got these things in our heads, these squishy, <laughs> squishy pink things, pink things, and they give us the ability to think for ourselves. And I just think that too many people read stuff like that and just think, okay, I'll do it. And I'm just like, yeah. no. One of my one of my one of my clients uh, before Christmas was saying, oh, like her uh, boyfriend, she was like, "Oh, my boyfriend's gonna start doing calisthenics." So calisthenics is almost um, how would you describe it? It's like using your body as resistance almost to like gymnastic kind of vibe. Yeah, to exercise. Like uh, any think of um, what is it? Is it what's the beach in LA? The big famous one. Uh, muscle beach muscle beach yeah yeah think of like at muscle beach there's all like yeah. the bars and then people be like near the actual big gym yeah. bit. Muscle, um, ups, muscle ups planches like, like super uh, yeah, yeah super gymnastics like unreal um being able to do a pull up with one finger like just yeah. madness <laughs> um and she was like oh, i think my boyfriend's gonna start doing calisthenics and i was thinking thinking of a boyfriend and i was like but he doesn't he doesn't train at the minute does he and she was like, no, no, he's never, he's never done anything. I was like, does, does he know what it is? And she was like, well, he said it's just like body weight exercises. I was like, it's a bit more it's than not. just body weight <laughs> exercises. I was like, it's using your body weight, but a body weight exercise is like a reverse lunge. Like, yeah. but it's, it's probably a lot more tough than you, you think. Like, for example, I would imagine being able to hold your body into a front leaning rest would be a good place to start or yeah. being able to do an eccentric hang from a bar. All those things. Yeah. Minute. And I know you've got to start, everyone's got to start somewhere, but, um, I, and then she said to me like two weeks later, she was like, oh yeah, he looked into that and he said it wasn't, it wasn't what he thought it was, but that's what I mean. Like he will have seen that. I think she said he'd seen it somewhere or some celebrity doing it and then thought, oh, I'll do, I'll do that without the, the context. And it's the same thing with this Stephen Bartlett thing. It's like someone will jump in and go, I, I'm going to do keto because Stephen Bartlett said so. Do it for a couple of weeks and be like, Bloody hell, I really miss bread. <laughs> like, you know, what's going on? Exactly. Do you know what's funny? And I don't mind saying this because I said it to them, but I've got a couple of clients who have dabbled in it, right? And and they both said the exact same thing. They both said, um, oh, yeah, so I did it. I did it once. And um, it the uh, I felt so much better. And, and my brain, I felt like my brain was less foggy and stuff. And I'm like, when did you do that? They're like, oh, like two years ago. I'm like, well, it ain't that good because you're not doing it anymore. <laughs> If it was truly amazing, if it genuine, right, genuinely, if we did it, Jess, and like we were sleeping amazing, and like our training was better, and like we were super productive all day, and like, um, we were just like 
better people, you wouldn't stop. Mm. We'd be like, holy shit, this is it. We found it. Holy we, grail. You know that magic pill? Fucking found it. And it's in butter. Mm. And it's in lamb and hearts and kidneys and, and all that. And I just think like, it ain't that good. Because if it was if it was amazing, you would have done it. You'd still be doing it now and you'd and you'd be doing just as well now as you did then. Yeah. There's a and there's I think there's a theory behind why there is so many diets, which is we all like to have an identity. So it almost allows us to be like part of there's a really good book by Matt Fitzgerald, which I've got um called Diet Cults. And it mm. talks about this. It's like we almost feel the need to associate, similar to when we talk about people identifying with crossfit or mm. identifying with a a you know even pilates is probably going that way now it's like they want to be a part of a group and a, a club and which is fine in some contexts but when it gets to the point where you're you know writing angry messages in keto facebook groups saying like um if you eat broccoli then you'll die then it, it just goes a little bit extreme doesn't it yeah that's it yeah um, yeah yeah um cool uh my last one if out is doom scrolling there we go there we go i want to stop doing that. i want to stop scrolling into the abyss as frequently it's hard i find do you do you find it as well sometimes when you go to go do something for work on your phone and then it just literally takes you doesn't it like it just takes you down a rabbit hole like that oh i need to message that person but i need to message them on instagram and then i'll go on instagram and then there'll be something that yeah I'll, and before you know it, it's an hour later and you're watching dogs uh yeah. birthday. Yeah. I, I if I ever catch myself doing that, which I don't go on it very often, but if I ever go on Facebook, mm-hmm. that's when I find myself in these random fucking videos. Oh, really? I don't have Facebook I, on my phone anymore. But it just like I'll be on it and I'm like, why that why am I here? This is why what, am I looking at why am I here? Bill's birthday um yeah, get birthday. me out get me out of this. Uh but yeah, so less doom scrolling, more more reading actually that was another one of mine oh yeah yeah cool cool thanks for coming (laughs) thanks for stopping by first one of 2024 that's gonna take some getting used to we're gonna have some guests coming up soon um we've got vic williamson coming on soon Mm. which we i will sort um and we yeah the goal for 2024 the ends for 2024 and on the are we still here podcast is having uh, more guests so we will organize them for you we do get we did do a really good stint yeah but, stint, but they were all um we had like three weeks in a row where it was just guests yeah. I feel like you know one a month was probably good we're gonna spread spread them out spread them out a bit more yeah. um okay all right gang have a really good first week yeah and we will see you again next week see you later see you later bye